everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and this is your monthly comic book club for the month of June. Uh, today, I have a very special guest with me, Robert Klauser. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being on, Alex. Yeah, wouldn't have it any other way. Today, we are talking about Loki. Surprise, surprise. Uh, originally, I think we had talked a little bit briefly about maybe we would make this a fun issue or fun month, kind of like last month with World War Hulk. But there were some things that happened in Loki and more so just some looks that we saw in Loki that had me thinking, hmm, maybe there's a comic series for Loki after all that we can read. So this came actually was inspired by uh, I don't remember. It's it may have been Emergency Awesome. There was a there was a YouTube uh, review, uh, you know, whatever spoiler breakdown of the first episode of Loki, and they were talking about a couple of things with this Loki agent of Asgard, and I've never I'd never read the series. I've never mm-hmm. been a huge Loki fan to begin with, even in the movies. And uh, so I'd never bothered with it. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, maybe. Because when you look at it, especially when you look at like the complete edition, it has the cover of issue 17, which shows him with one of the horns broken. And so I was like, ooh. And they also talked about that there's like a Lady Loki in here. So I was thinking, ooh, okay, this will be really good for us to see if, you know, we can figure out some of the secrets of the MCU. I don't think we figured out any (laughs) secrets. Uh, Maybe we did, and we'll dive into that. But it was not as revealing as I thought it was going to be. I couldn't find a single thing in this besides some of those high-level things we just mentioned uh, that relates to this show. But before we dive in, so you're all aware, this is on Marvel Unlimited, available uh, to read, also for purchase. Again, there is a complete collection of uh, Loki, Agent of Asgard, which is written by Al Ewing, the infamous Al Ewing, the exalted Al Ewing, I would say. I'm a huge fan of him. You may know him from Immortal Hulk. He did uh, The Ultimates. I think he recently, well, no, he is now currently on Guardians of the Galaxy, and he also is writing Sword. Uh, And there's some other things that he's done, but from what I've read and what I know, Al Ewing is a very uh, high-level guy. The stories that he tells are usually very, kind of like Hickman in a sense. A lot of them build over time, and you don't really know what's going to happen until the very end. But the concepts and his writing are very, they're very witty. He's a very witty writer. So he likes cracking jokes and kind of calling out things like that, incongruities with the world, with the end, with the comics. And this is no exception, especially because it's Loki. It's like the perfect foil for him to do. So uh, we actually read the entire series, which is 17 issues. We are not going to be talking issue by issue on this because that would be way too long, but uh, kind of maybe in in arcs. There's a there's a, a one through five, which is kind of the initial arc. We're kind of figuring out what this story is going to be about, and then six through nine is, and maybe even ten at that point, maybe is a tie into Axis, which was a comic story right around that same time where all of the the people in and i actually never read the access storyline i only knew about the fallout of it i do know what happened in it which the big spoiler of it is and we will be talking full spoilers obviously for loki so if you are wanting to read it uh, maybe pause and come back but also it's not really that spoilery so um axis is where a group of really good uh, heroes turn into villains and a group of villains turn into heroes so it was like oh let's flip this on its axis 
which was kind of a cool concept, but that was during a time in comics when Marvel was really pushing the Inhumans, and it was arguably a time of not a lot of good storytelling. Uh, so you can kind of see that in that bit. But after that, the final piece of it is really good. I, re- I almost like the ending of this story more than the beginning of issues 10 through 17. We get into the last days of Loki, which is the buildup for Secret Wars. So that was another thing that got me excited. And I figured maybe they would pull something from these issues of what Loki is going to be doing in the show or movies in order to prepare for that multiversal war. So that's a really long-winded explanation, a high level of what this Loki is. Well, I'll start with though, Rob, is uh, what did you think of these issues? Uh, some of them, you know, like 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 you were saying, like they, they tie into other stories that I, I never had a chance to read access. Uh, uh the, the the almighty thor uh, thor run and stuff like that it's like but i just you know try to try to follow along it was pretty good i, I liked how like he's being used kind of like what he's doing in the show being used by the tva he's kind of being used by the all mother you know to, to to round up uh other asgardians and bring them back home for whatever reasons you know so i thought that was pretty cool yeah there's a and, whole uh, bit with yeah. um loki is kind of this is this was around the time of like well let's let's uh, revamp loki basically like mm-hmm. what loki had just gotten done being kid loki and that was a, a very successful run by kieran gillen uh called they they went back and titled it journey into mystery so like the old timey journey into mystery comics they called it journey into mystery and i also didn't read those i read maybe one issue of it and I've, i heard they're really good like i have it on my my read list i just haven't gotten around to it cuz like i said i'm not a big loki guy but um, that series plays heavily into this series i've noticed cuz there are so i feel like every issue mentions something about when he killed himself basically or killed the child version of himself which is kind of crazy but um, so we'll, let's talk, we'll dive in first into this first arc. So this, uh, Loki is trying to be a new person. So he is not the same. He's trying to convince everyone. He's not the same Loki that he was prior, mm-hmm. which is that evil old Loki. That's always trying to rule the world. And he's not kid Loki either. So he killed the kid Loki inside of him. And he is now just this new young ish Loki that he makes a lot of comments about how he looks like someone from one direction. And uh, his thing, though, is his deal is with with Asgard, with with the All Mother, with Asgardia. He says, and they make a deal that for every good deed that he does for right. Asgard, one bad deed that he has done in the past will be Stricken wiped from memory. all memory. Yeah, uh, which is a really cool concept, I thought, and honestly was a concept that they did not explore at all in this series, <laughs> like. I think maybe one time they were like, okay, cool. All right. We'll wipe something from your account. I was assuming it would be like a, you know, it could have been a hundred issues and each issue is him doing something good and getting something wiped off, but they don't do that at all. No, it, 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 this one kind of made no sense, but I, I, I mean, it was, it was it's fun a cool this, concept. Like yeah, it, like, it like, shows that he was trying to be good, but like the set. So that's what you get from the first issue. And the first issue kind of shows that he stabs Thor. And he's using this sword of truth. And apparently the sword is extracting the lies or the evil from him. And he captures that in a jar and gives that to the all mothers and says, here you go. And they're like, cool, we're wiping one from your account. 
And then it turns out that that stuff in the jar is actually Loki is like an old, the old Loki from the future, mm-hmm. which is actually, and I would highly recommend if you guys are, haven't read the King Thor run by Jason Aaron, it's only four issues. It's the end of his Thor run, but you get a lot of old Loki and this is the same Loki there. So he's got the same sort of tendencies, but the second issue is him speed dating. And suddenly we start see him. Uh, and I, I know I said, we're not going to go issue by issue, but I'm just pointing out the jarriness of this series. And, you know, again, not the worst thing in the world because the issue is very entertaining. He ends up meeting, meeting uh, Verity, I think is her name. Yeah. Saying that right. Okay. Verity, who is, who ends up and, and like I said, it's too long to explain. So I'm just going to do a long story short. She ends up swallowing a ring that her father had that was given mm. to him by his father that was you know blah 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 that was given by like, Loki. like some like some pulp fiction stuff like this is the the the, the watch you know yes <laughs> <laughs> so she swallows the ring and now she can tell if people are lying or not yeah right. so this ring apparently when you wear the ring it allows you to see through people's lies and right. so you can always tell when somebody's lying for some reason she's and she's a little baby she swallows this ring and it dissolves inside her. I kind of like that. They like take her to the doctor and he's like, there's nothing wrong with her. It, mm-hmm. There's nothing in her stomach either. Like it dissolved. And so now that is her power. So her power is that she can tell when people are lying. And so she's like super stressed out all the time because she can't have any meaningful relationships because everyone's always lying. Like everyone's always lying, which is so great. And there's, I love that bit. Uh, did you see that part where she goes to register for civil? Yeah. War? That, I, I was just about to bring it up. <laughs> like they, they show her in like the, like a, like a first person view her interviewing with people. Like she keeps asking them, can I work from home? And everybody's like, no, no. Not really. Oh, and that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so pre pandemic, but yeah, she's like, can I work? You know, they're like, we would love to have you on. Uh, we are really big on well, a lot of it was like tech stuff of like people, yeah, people fill out surveys and they, yeah, they want, they want to be like, like a, like a superhero HR. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they're like, we would love it if you could just dive into the paperwork Mm -hmm. and tell us which of these people are lying on their survey, which she'd be able to do. And every time she just says, can I work from home? (laughs) And they're like, no. And she's like, all right. And then, so the last people, they were like, we can make that work. And then that's, so that's where she works. She works at a place where she analyzes, she's a data analyst basically Mm -hmm. of uh, literally analyzing when people are lying on surveys, which is absolutely brilliant. Again, that's a total Al Ewing sort of thing. Like, I don't know who could have come up with something like that other than him. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of comedy in these issues, man. Like, yes, like, very like from, what, from what you're explaining, that makes sense. Yeah, he's like he's he he's and he I'm I'm 99 sure, 99.7 percent sure that he is British, and um, I've seen him talk a couple. He just he's very he's got that very quick wit sort of thing, and so mm-hmm. you can really see his comedy kind of coming through in here. Uh, but then we, you know, the next issue, we get right into old Loki. And it was like, okay, well, I was kind of enjoying these two kind of becoming friends. Oh, and we also, in that episode, in that issue, we, we see the Enchantress, right? We yeah, see right. Uh, we see Amora and uh, not Sylvie, but Amora. And she is a big part of it. This guy, that's what the third issue is, is we learn about, uh, what's his name? Volgan, Vol, uh, Sigurd, Sigurd. Sigurd, the the first hero of the Asgard. First hero yeah. of Asgard, and so right. we get this. Re- and again, as as a comic, as a story, really cool. Uh, uh, again, hats off to Al Ewing for like issue one. Here's what this story is kind of going to be about. Issue two, we're doing speed dating. Issue three, we're telling an ancient Asgardian tale. And I love yeah, like that. those fables. That's what I was going to yes. ask you about. What did you think of those fables? Like, like- loved it. 
thought it was okay. so cool but it had, i was like can we please talk, like can we get back to loki please but mm. then by the end of it you're like oh it's all connected okay right okay so yeah like i said it's it's super cool it just has nothing to really do with the tv show and i was kind of hoping for it but uh still cool nonetheless so we find out that sigurd is um he's given the sword that's imbibed with truth we learned about it already that when it's you know stabs anybody it's going to it's going to purify them basically if they've got mm-hmm. bad in them it's going to take them out make them tell the truth whatever and so we see that he's kind of a good guy kind of a bad guy mephisto's in that issue as well uh, yeah. pretending to be again has it's very one-offy in its stuff but i would really recommend checking it out because the story is really good like it's a good story it just doesn't doesn't really tie in anything it feels very uh meandering is what mm-hmm. i would say like every issue is a little bit about something else that doesn't really yeah there's a there's the a lot of references to yeah, other 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 story arcs yes a, a lot, lot of them that's what i'm like references. yeah I, I i don't know i don't either and so by the end of it they they team up to do a heist inside of asgard and it's him sigurd uh uh amora the enchantress and uh verity and the, yeah Ver- verity's like the uh the uh oracle <laughs> right exactly much. right like so she can tell when anyone's lying oh uh, right. well no what was that oh yeah that that was so cool again congrats out ewing like you did it they, mm-hmm. they're sneaking into asgard and it's kind of like a indiana jones type uh you know don't step on the wrong tiles mm-hmm. watch out for and it, it's like all of these traps but the trick is that that loki explains is some of these traps aren't actually traps they're fake Right. They don't do anything. And so she is there to tell them which ones are fakes because she right. can see it. So she's like, all right, that's good. You can step on those tiles. They won't do anything. All right, that part, that's real. Don't, don't, you know, go near the blades. So I thought that was cool. Uh, but then the issue just ends, right? Like right. as far as I remember. And then now we're into Axis. Yeah. I mean, like the, like this whole, this whole arc to me seemed like, like uh, it's got some ocean, oceans vibes, like oceans 11, oceans 12, yes. like, like, big reveals like stuff happens and then it was that was the plan all along kind of like rick and morty like remember mm-hmm. when rick and morty had that episode they were making fun of oceans with the uh with the robot that they they, they kept trying to say like that you know that was a plan all along i think i so. can't remember what, which episode it was <laughs> if it was in one of the first i've seen the first uh i think i've seen the first two or three seasons oh no no it's it's a little bit later oh but, then I, yeah, yeah you gotta check it out yeah that's I, i'm a huge rick and morty fan um but yeah so that like I said, a good first series, but, and I, I didn't really read a lot of the letters pages. I, I typically skip through those when it's older comics like this, but I will say I read the, and, and we'll get to it more so at the very end, but I read his letter to the fans and he mm-hmm. seemed so depressed and I oh, felt okay. so bad. Like, I, you know, and honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll just jump to it right now. So we don't have to talk about it later, but um, he says, he said, it's all right. It's all right. I wrote that yesterday and I actually started crying four pages from the end. And he finally got me. Uh, Loki started off as a book feeling, you know, about by yourself, but he said, where is it? In terms of the writing, it was work. I'm incredibly proud of and work that could have been so much better. And sometimes I did good. And sometimes I stumbled and failed and let everyone down. It was all of that. A whole lot of me went into this series and it took a lot out. If I'm honest, I need a break. I'll be glad to let it go. I really, really hate to let it go. Loki, and this is the end of it, but he says, meanwhile, Loki is going to change again sooner or later. 
because that's what comics do to meet the times and that's okay that's how it should be but right now i think we've left him where he needed to be i hope you liked it if i let you down i'm sorry thanks for reading I know a lot of his work. I don't know the chronological order of it. This might've been one of the first things that he wrote and maybe he was just extra hard on himself, but I just felt, I don't know. I just felt so bad for him. Cause I was like, it wasn't that bad. No, it was, it was, it was fun. Cause some of the other stuff we we've uh, read was not good at all. It, it, it oh, has, like yeah. I said, it had its fun parts. It was funny. Like you, you could laugh at some of the stuff that they said in the issues and the, the, the art was great. Yeah. Lee Garbutt did such a great job. Um, but then Lee Garbutt was not a part of these Axis issues. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, did you take anything away from the Axis issues at all? I mean, besides nah, the just, just, just Loki the invert- and Enchantress are now good people. And it's like, but you already wrote him that he was trying to be a good person. So the Axis thing doesn't make sense. The inversion stuff was okay. I, I did I did enjoy him being worthy of, of Mjolnir. That was that pretty was cool. cool. Yes, that was really so. Cool. Yeah, it, it was kind of it was kind of like they were kind of pompous though. They were they're kind of like arrogant with with their virtuous uh, uh, disposition, I guess. Like like they 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 seem kind of like off putting. Yeah. To me, like Loki and and, and Enchantress. Oh yeah, very high and mighty, very holy. Right. Right. And uh, so yeah, I mean, anything more than that? Because like I said, we can just skip to the main event, which I think is these last. This yeah, last we could we could do that. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at, yeah, you know, there's a bit where there's this bit that keeps coming up in the story where he says something like your sins can't be hidden forever or something like that. And it's Kid Loki saying that. And so one of the big things that happens in this in this uh, last bit is the group finding out that Loki killed himself, basically, and that he's been lying about that. And he's trying to explain, and I love this storytelling of like, yeah, I did this, but like, do you not see what I'm doing now? Like I'm trying to be a good person and I had to do what I did and I did it. It's over and done. I'm trying to redeem myself, but they won't forgive him. And eventually they do forgive him. But I just thought it was a really interesting dynamic of like the guy who's trying to do good, but still can't catch a break. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what happens in the show, right? Like, like uh, yeah. uh, Moby is kind of telling them, like, this is this is the part you play. This is who you're always going to be. And he's fighting against everybody else in, in the comics. You know, Thor tells him, Odin tells him, everybody that crosses his path tells him, this is this is who you are, the the, the god of lies or whatever. But except except for like he, I think in one of the issues he meets up with Odin in some kind of like astral plane or something like that, and he's talking to him. So that was cool. Yeah, because he because he kind of kind of he he spends a bunch of issues like even even like the axis when he try, he tries to be something he's not and then Odin explains to him like dude just like do what you're good at you're you're good at this this is what you're supposed to do this is your power stop trying to be like Thor stop trying to be like everybody else trying to you know prove yourself or be something that you can still be a good person but you don't have to necessarily get away from what you do best. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like he's trying to recreate himself, but he's telling me you can be you and still be a good person. It's kind of what Odin was telling him. Yeah. And I'm on, I'm actually in this issue right now. I think this is uh, yeah. So it's issue 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the all, all mother uh, banishes him. And when yeah. he is banished, uh, he's like out in the cold and the snow and Odin is there. And he says, I love this too. He says, Loki, my child, who is both son and daughter, did I not say I know you? I know everything you are. And I love you still. 
And he says, if you love me, then you know me not at all, old man. And he says, I, I am an old man, foolish and fond and quick with my temper. There are times I show little wisdom. And yet here there is wisdom. And he points to his eye, the strange wisdom of the world tree that I gave this eye to. Uh, and he's talking about, you know, all of the different. Oh, and that was the other thing, too. This was this all came out at the same time as original sin. Uh, had just revealed that there was a 10th realm where Angela and the of heaven from that. Uh, I don't know if that's Neil Gaiman or what with Angela and um, that whole, they, they basically introduced a whole nother t- comics universe in as mm-hmm. this 10th realm of Asgard and that Angela is Thor and Loki's sister. And it just, I mean, I, yeah. I like Angela as a character, but it just made everything so confusing and yeah what was that uh was what was that run called it was called something not original sin was it something else it's called something uh, else what you're talking about it was original sin okay okay that's when it was first revealed i don't know if they did more in axis but it was in that was one of the the sins was that you know because basically original sin was revealing all these secrets and that was the secret of odin was that there was another kid Right. It was like, okay, you're just trying to introduce this new comp. It was literally whatever that's from. It was from Image or from uh, IDW, and they Marvel got the publishing rights back. It'd be the equivalent of, actually, it's not the it's it, it is the equivalent of when they used Conan during uh, the Avengers like No Road Home uh, storyline. It was like, oh, you know, we've got Conan back at Marvel, so we're gonna put him in everything. Uh, but yeah, so he's you know Odin kind of gives him that talk and. Old man Loki shows up at the ha- the apartment, Loki's apartment, and is trying to yada, yada, yada. You know, he's trying to start trouble. And by the end of this, uh, we get to, like I said, I think my personal favorite, which is the last days of Loki. And so that, that again, is the world is literally ending, just like on Lamentus, the, uh, the other Earth is about to collide with Earth. And right. Loki's trying to figure out a way to stop it. And I really love this part because... This was the old Loki's opportunity to take over and end Asgard for good. And so he meets with, um, who was it? Uh, Hela. He meets with Hela and all of them in the underworld to like muster an army to fight Odin and uh, the All-Mother and all of that. And while he's doing that, Loki is busy analyzing what he can do. And I love that because this whole this whole series, if it's anything, it was this was what makes Loki Loki. And he talks about this a lot in saying that I am the god of lies, but mm-hmm. what is a lie? Oh yeah, it's a and story. Love yeah. that. And it's a it's a story. And so mm-hmm. by the end of this, he realizes I'm the god of stories. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful ending to this tale, because again, this is this Secret Wars, uh, the 2015 Secret Wars, in my opinion, is one of the best Marvel Comics storylines because every single comic on the rack was a tie into it. And they all ended. Every single story ended when Secret Wars came out because the world ended. And so yeah. for him, you know, he talks about, well, maybe I can save the world because if the one thing that lasts longer than the universe is stories. Like that is, that is how you keep things going. And so he uses this power of his to kind of memorialize the conversations and fight between Loki, the old Loki and Odin and Asgard so that when the universe is destroyed, he can bring everybody back through those stories, which again, 
so high level like that that's you it's one of those things like in the show where if you start mm-hmm. digging too deep into it it doesn't make sense like oh just because it's a story but it, you know he gives some really good explanations for it of like and i'll see if i can find a quote on it but um when he's explaining to what you could sort of argue are the timekeepers the those you know angels. yeah those other gods that the, the, yeah, the, the like gods of the gods uh, right. i think this is actually in the last the last issue um, he's, he's talking to, yeah, they have to be on here, right? Yeah, they are. So he's, uh, he says, you know, they're, they're, they're at the end of the universe. Basically this is, it says after the end in the nothing. And, uh, he explains to them, uh, he says, or she's like, you know, they're, they're talking, talking tough basically. Right. And Verity's like Loki. And he says, nah, nah, I've got this. And he says, you want stories? I'll tell you a story. And he, he goes back and kind of shares this big doozy of a story, which is that way back when, you know, people told tales of gods and talked about them by firelight and created these people. And he kept talking about this. He says this thing about, would you know more? Like, would you want to know more? And, and explaining, you know, when storms occurred, People said that that was uh, Thor. The thunder was Thor using his hammer to smash frost giants. And the rain was the blood of the frost giants. And he says, deep, deep down uh, in your voice. Oh, so he says, uh, the great, uh, the three brave knights, one dashing, one dour, one large. And the trickster who plays no side and so many other stories besides. Where did they come from? Do you know? Deep, deep down in your very heart of your heart. Look for the answer there. Have you got one? Can you answer my riddle? And they say, we, uh, it is irrelevant. We, we demand that. And he says, but where did they come from? All those gods, all those legends? I mean, yeah, maybe we paid a lot of visits in the, or to the early tribes. It's possible. I don't remember, but my memory's rubbish these days. Ask anyone. So maybe it's that. Or maybe, maybe some stories are so good so powerful, so wanted that the universe believes them. They're so good that they're magic, so good that they come to life. Just imagine, just listen to them, those oldest tales echoing through the air, through the mind, through space and time, back to the start of things. And he's like waving his wand around, talking again about, you know, all the stuff that he captured. But he says, uh, you know, maybe that's all just nonsense, though. I don't know. And uh, he says, I mean, a story so big and mad and brilliant that it goes back in time and changes other stories. Who ever heard of that? And they said, speak. They go, speak no more. We command thee. He says, no, no, no. I'm just getting to the good part. See, if the gods of man were made by man in their time of need, what about you? Gods to the gods. And yeah, these are like the the overlord. Yeah. Gods, like the time. So it's like gods of the gods, eh? What tales would the gods tell around their fires when the fire of Ragnarok comes, when the last storm is at the door, when everything dies? Did you create us, you who sit above in shadow, or did we make you? And it says, be silent. And, uh, and then he says, uh, can you remember a time you weren't feeding off of us, off our fear, off the tales we told? Well, I'm the teller now, the last teller. Come and listen, God of gods. The God of stories tells your story tonight. And they say, no. And he goes, what's that? You don't want to know how it ends? You, would you know more? 
and they all disappear. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ba- basically says, like, you know, maybe they were bluffing like that. He he doesn't even know if what he's saying is true, but it kind of is. And it feeds into that idea of him being the carrier and the caretaker of those stories of old. I just like that was probably my favorite part in the series of him fighting the gods. Yeah, I, I, the, the vibes kind of gave me like a Dormammu outcome the bargain thing. Yeah, you know, very much so. And like he, like he, basically, like he's the creator of all this. Him, him, and uh, uh, Verity, like Verity's along for the ride. He's just gonna like, since he's a god of stories, and he's just gonna retell everything. Just like it's like a, a do over yeah. after Ragnarok, pretty much. That's what it felt like to me. It it really did, and uh, and then we actually get to this this end of it is what Al was saying in his writing where he said it's all right, it's all right. This is actually really sad. So they've got old man Loki there. And they're like, who is this really? And they rip his face off and it's basically just Loki. And mm-hmm. uh, he says, you know, it's still me. Uh, and he says, you can, he's trying to tell the other Loki. He says, I remember you saying you couldn't trick yourself or you shouldn't, but what if you could? You kill the earth in a fit of bile. Your brother wants to kill you. Life's not what you wanted. So you go back in time because you can. And you think you know why you want to be sooner. This is, this is the real Loki talking to the fake loki he says but when you're here you just smash it all you tear down everything that made you all the support systems uh and hand out better ones i wouldn't have met loki if it wasn't for you is what verity says talking to that loki he Mm -hmm. says yeah uh and he goes he acknowledges and says fine it was a stupid plan and he says no i mean you were horrible you hurt people you didn't do it right but i think your plan worked he says, and, and then Loki starts to cry. He goes, I just, I, I just wanted, and he goes, I know, I know it's all right. And he gives him a hug and a kiss. And he says, it's all right. Uh, yeah. Essentially saying that, like, even though Loki came back in time to try and do all of these things to enact this big revenge, him doing all of that actually turned the current day Loki into a better person because right. he saw what he would become and wanted to be the opposite of that. And mm-hmm. it's just amazing to say that. And then he starts talking about, you know, five to 10 years later and Barrett, like, well, wait a minute, five to 10 years. That kind of sounds like you're thinking that things are going to be okay. And uh, he says, you know, I'm, I, Oh, maybe. And that's why, maybe that's why Al was saying that too. He says, I told you, you can't kill the stories. Lots survived and lots will. The Silver Surfer is somewhere around here. And again, this ties into the Silver Surfer yeah. series was, was at that time him kind of rebuilding the universe after it got destroyed. He doesn't need us peering over his shoulder. And there's a patchwork planet of fun off world somewhere in its own little pocket. But that's heaving and with Loki's already. And then there's Doom. He's basically, that's all Secret War stuff. But he says, and if I'm honest, and sometimes I am, I need a break. So let's skip ahead a bit see what comes after you coming or what and she says you're joking and he says would i lie to you and the last scene is him walking through a door that he created into you know this new universe yeah it says so, next on it yep yeah super cool and i think that's why you know he going back to here where he says um you know i'm i'm done basically like i i need a break and uh but still man him saying i hope you like it if i let you down i'm sorry i'm like I, I know, and, and that's maybe a shout out to anyone out there who's struggling with that sort of stuff of like feeling like you're not enough or feeling like even all the hard work that you're doing just isn't, isn't enough. 
I know mm. I struggle with that sometimes too, with like imposter syndrome of feeling like, you know, I shouldn't be here sort of thing. So, you know, for those <laughs> struggling with but that, you and me like, both. Yeah. And it, it, it's, I think everyone can, can kind of relate to that sort of thing. So, you know, if Al, if you're listening, dude, I enjoyed it. Maybe this wasn't your best work, but you have created so much amazing work since then. And that's a really cool message I would say to others too. Like if you're feeling that way about something that you're doing, just know that time, time is going to move on just like in this show. Like you're going to have other opportunities to do things. You're going to have time to, you know, figure out your stuff, whatever that is, there's no rush. And uh, there's, there's a lot of introspection in this story. And now that, now that we've talked about a little bit, I'm starting to appreciate it a little more too. Yeah, I, I am. I got, I'm looking at this whole, like his whole thing about ego death, like through mm-hmm. this whole series. Like that, that's how, that's how this Loki changes. Like, what does it say? It says Killing his ego. That's, I mean, ego that's is the, the it's the absence of the self becoming not leaving behind attachment, thrones, grudges, powers, the old temptations, leaving behind your ignorance, repeating the old and expecting new, leaving behind anger, so much anger. But then when all of it's gone, he comes back as a different person. He, he leaves all that, all the stuff that made him you know, King Loki, grudges, uh, ignorance, temptation, attachment, stuff like that. He becomes this different person. That's pretty cool. Very cool. And I, you know, it's funny that that was one of those things where I don't, I mean, maybe other people missed it, but the minute I I think it was in, it was very early on in the series. Someone had told him, I think it was either Odin or Freya or whoever it was that was the all mother at the time was saying about this, you know, Loki, you're going to have to go through this ego death. Right. He kept, he kept talking about, no, you know, I don't want to die. And I'm thinking in my head, like, no, that is what you need. Like you need to Loki is all ego. Like you just need to let go of those things and you'll be a good person. And so it was cool. You know, he finally realizes that and finally pushes through. So, um, you know, kind of like we were saying though, like how much of this do you think is going to connect to the series besides the crown, the crooked, he's got the broken crown in this. Like, like I said, they're, they're, they're creating something out, out of, out of, out of this, this, uh, sacred timeline like like he's he's the god of lies the god of stories you know this is what they're essentially doing is creating variant timelines like kind of kind of bringing everything back to what i think is the way it's supposed to be you're not supposed to you're not supposed to be uh like if you, if you make a choice or a decision that's not supposed to be a race it's supposed to branch off into something else like there's 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 naturally supposed to be multiverses you know like like you can't just like not give people free will so what, what if you're on a path now where you, you don't even realize it, like something, something, something comes along and, and, and clips you from, from your choice. So basically you have no knowledge of like, you just, you're just moving along in life on like, on like a cruise ship and you can't steer. It's just, you're just there, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But there's kind of like what this, what this story is doing is like, he, he's a creator of, of his own story. He's not letting anybody tell him who he is kind of like what, what, uh, like I said, what Mobius does, like, this is, this is you, this is always you. This is how you're always supposed to be. You're supposed to be, you know, the guy that gives everybody else a glorious purpose. And maybe in this, in this show, he finds his own glorious purpose through a multiverse. He creates, you know, he helps create with, with Sylvie. Yeah. That's a great point. I think that's like, to me, and I, and you get it, you're getting it in both, in both forms and fashions, I guess you could say, like when you look at Loki, Loki is a character that's so recognizable, not just from the comics, but like from Norse mythology, like he is the trickster God. He's the, and that's why I love this. And there, there's a couple of other 
Um, there's some other Loki series that have come from this, but it's always that same dissection of like, who is Loki? What does it mean to be Loki? Because he is, he is literally one of those typecasted gods. Like he's the trickster God. He's, he's always playing pranks. He's always being a trickster. And anytime that he wants or feels like he wants to be more than that, everyone shoehorns him. Like they all put right. him back in that box of like, Oh, you will never change. You can like, and that's such a, a big metaphor for like human humanity, really even mm-hmm. like there's so many people out there, uh, you know, and probably us included of those moments where like, we really feel like there's a change coming in us or we want to be better. And somebody or something reminds us, no, you need to stay in your yeah. place. Like this is who you are. This is the life that you have and suck it up and live it. And, and it's, it's like, it's so inspiring to see him in that because it is giving others that same hope of like, if you don't like the story that you're living, change it, like rewrite the story. You can do that. You can through every good deed that you commit, you can wipe clean a deed from your past. And, and again, a lot easier to be said in a comic book than in real life, but it really does feel that way. Like for those, you know, that's, it's literally goes back to Falcon and winter soldier of uh, Falcon talking with Bucky and saying, good, start with just one person. Like you're never going to wipe that ledger clean, but you got to start by helping people like start your changing is not some overnight process. It is a step-by-step day-by-day sort of thing. And so Loki is really diving into that in here and in the show, I think in a way, because he's starting to see that. I mean, he saw his whole life flash before his eyes. So he's essentially a changed man at this point. And it's like up to him, what he wants his life to be. Is he going to be the trickster that's trying to overthrow the TVA or is he going to be something more than that? And he's going to either help Sylvie create whatever it is she's trying to do. Or like you said, like be the catalyst to create the multiverse. Like what, what a memory to have as being the God, instead of the God of mischief, he could be the God of the multiverse. Like he's the God of stories, just like in a comic book. Like that's, yeah. that's his glorious purpose is to, exactly. is to, is to give people back free will, even though they don't even realize what, real free will is because you get so you keep getting clipped exactly yeah and he you know he helps other people's stories like you said or you know we had Mm -hmm. talked about of his purpose being to build other people up or to be the catalyst for them like he's helping them achieve their story and Mm -hmm. he's there to witness it in a sense yeah like like a watcher pretty Mm -hmm. much yeah that'll be interesting to see if that ties in at all to what if but uh that'll be great yeah, that would be really great. So, so yeah, I mean, any any other thoughts overall on this? Like I said, I thought the the writing was great. A little a little spotty at times, and same with mm-hmm. the art. Obviously, when it wasn't Lee Garbett doing the artwork, but I'll also give a huge shout out. I have a, a mega artwork crush on Jenny Friesen, who mm-hmm. uh, d- did the covers for issues one through five, I believe. She's awesome. Yeah, those are great. Wasn't I? I love them just because, again, she's great. I love her. She does a lot of other ones that uh, that I'm a fan of more so than these, but those were cool covers. The covers were cool on the other ones as well. But you know, the the one thing I hate about comic books, and I, I'm sure I, I hate a couple of things, but uh, mm-hmm. I hate when they try to tie into the to, to the big story. So like those issues with Axis were kind of a bummer, just because it really felt like the story derailed after that and then kind of came back on track after it was over. But overall, I liked it. Like I said, I'm glad I read them. Uh, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend you guys reading them too. If you're looking for a Loki fix uh, while waiting for the next ep- issue or sorry. Yeah. Next Loki episode. Uh, but like I said, I'd maybe recommend the first five issues and then jump into issue 10 and going from there. 
But uh, Rob, thank you so much again for coming on to talk about this. Always fun to talk comics with you. Oh yeah, same man. Always fun. Cool. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us this month for comics and cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you guys enjoy reading these comics.